Hello there. Welcome to the Christ Covenant Sermon Talkback. The Sermon Talkback is a chance for pastors and members of Christ Covenant to process the sermon, ask questions to the preacher, and more practically apply the content of the sermon. If you have a question for the Sermon Talkback, please text it to the text to pastor line at 678-951-9041, or you can ask through Twitter by tweeting to Jason directly at Jason Edwin Dees. Enjoy. I am joined today by my very favorite person in the entire world, my own wife, Paige Dees. Hello. And by our very good friend who, um, you know, we, we, we were really close, like 2014, 2015, I feel like. Then when yep. did you move to Philadelphia? 2015. 2015. Yeah. And Desmond uh, got out of Birmingham, and Paige and I were like, we got to get out of Birmingham, too. And so we moved to Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, Desmond Frick is here. He is back from Philly, back in the South. Desmond, I wish you uh, – he lives in LaGrange, Georgia. I wish you lived in Atlanta so you could join Christ Covenant. Yes, sure. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, we talked this week. Uh, really, I tried to make it as practical as we could got a lot of practical things last year last week of course we kind of went over the theology the structure the biblical emphasis emphases of ephesians 5 but this week we really said okay let's scrub down in here and, and really practically talk about husbands um i was going to talk about husbands and wives but <laughs> as y'all heard we just got to husbands let's talk about husbands and the particular roles of husbands in a marriage um, so just, yeah, I'm curious, Desmond, we'll start with you, just initial kind of thoughts, reactions to the sermon. Yeah, so for myself, I am single, um, have never been married. And so l- listening to sermons that speak about men and marriage is always a very, a very interesting topic to, topic to me. Um, I have worked in a ministry where we worked um, with married men struggling with their marriages and so on. And I made a comment to a friend, a colleague of mine one day, how interesting it is that although we're not married, the Lord teaches you a lot about marriage just because of your relationship with the Lord. And so it always stands out to me in this scripture in particular, um, just how much Jesus loves his church and how much he loves men in the church in particular. And that is our model for for how we should be loving our wives and vice versa. And, and, and so... I think when you're married, you get the practical aspects of all of that. But if you're not married, you have to ask yourself, okay, like, where do I fit into the scripture in particular? And um, it gives the answer. Like, if you give yourself into this, um, the Lord will teach you. Well, the interesting thing about this passage is Jesus is a model for husbands, right? So husbands love their wives as Christ of the church. So as a husband, I can look to Jesus, but then husbands... Uh, are also a model of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is a model yeah. for husbands, but husbands are a model of Jesus, meaning that a good and a faithful and a consistent husband yeah. rightly proclaims the goodness and the faithfulness and the consistency uh, and the deep love of Christ. So, yeah, I think for you as a single man, you can look at, you can say, okay, well, here's a really healthy marriage. Here's a husband that loves his wife deeply and say, wow, like that's how Jesus loves me. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think in particular because our love love is so um, insufficient and so lacking, that's where I can say, okay, right, this is where Jesus comes in because his love is perfect. And that is where I think that, that where I've learned the most is, okay, men are 
failing. We we just we just fail right on every point. And this is something you mentioned this morning as well, how we just fail as men. But you know, Christ is the perfect example for us. So we can we have got a model to go by. That's We're right. Not kind of left high and dry. That's so good. And yeah. and you know, and married or unmarried, right? I mean, every man needs to be reminded of the love of Christ, the single man who yes. may be struggling with loneliness or whatever, and the married man who may be struggling with how pitiful of a husband yeah. <laughs> he may yeah, be, yeah. needs to remember, okay, yeah. it's it's the thing that makes me one with God, the things that gives me peace with God is not my ability to be a great husband, um, yeah. but it, it really is, um, you know, what Christ has done for me and the wholeness of Christ, I stand in him complete. Yeah, yeah. Paige, so uh, what are your reactions to the sermon? Well, I, I love when you talk about the roles of the men because I think that it's just so great for them to hear that. Um, what what <laughs> wife doesn't want to hear these things? I like for things. you to hear these about once a week, which is great. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, one of the things that I, I really have, one of the things that has been really helpful for me as we've been doing premarital counseling is how the man is going to be held accountable. The husband is going to be held accountable for the family. Um, you know, right now we're doing this little exercise challenge diet thing with some friends. And I was just telling someone how much more engaged I'm in it because I know I have accountability. And I think the same is true of men when they realize what a huge responsibility when they say I do what a huge responsibility they're taking upon that they are going to one day look at the Lord and basically have to give an account for how yeah, they led their family. I think that hopefully challenges the man to step up and say, this is really an important role that I want to do right and well. That's good. I, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. And it, this is really the, the first time I was kind of thinking about this, but um you're talking about accountability, obviously, before the Lord. We will have to give an account to God. Um, but I was even thinking about just some of the accountabilities that men have, like even an accountability group or whatever a lot of men may be in, or you may have some, you may have some men that you're in accountability group with. A lot of times those are focused on purity, and that's very important, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, purity is an important part of uh, pursuing God and pursuing holiness. But one of the things that I've always done in accountability groups is there's four things that I like to talk about. Purity is one. Mission is one. Are you doing anything missionally? Are you doing anything to advance the kingdom of God? Um, rhythm is one. Are you, do you have good rhythms in your life? Are you reading your Bible? Are you exercising? Are you eating well or whatever? But one of the other areas is stewardship. Are you stewarding the things that God has given yes. you to steward in a faithful way? Yes. And if you're a husband, you have been given this enormous stewardship of leading your wife, leading your family, leading your children uh, in a faithful way. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, yes, we have accountability before God, but it's a good area. And I just encourage any men that are listening to this. Is there anyone in your life that's asking you about your marriage on a regular basis and asking you how you're stewarding your marriage? Um, is that something that comes up? And that's, you know, to be honest, that's like a little less uh, intimidating than a question about maybe a hidden sin in your life, right? I mean, and so uh, I think that that's a great question to be asking one another uh, because we will have to give an account. Uh, and so let's seek accountability now 
uh, before we have ultimate accountability before God. Paige, what's uh, what's a question you have uh, reflecting on the sermon? So I guess one of the questions I would love for you to go a little bit deeper into is um, sacrificial love for the husband. What does that look like day in, day out? Yeah, so we, we talked about loving as Christ loved the church, and we gave some examples. You know, love shows initiation, love protects, love provides, love is sacrificial. Love means inconvenient, right? Uh, love, it, it's, you're not like going the extra mile by inconveniencing yourself. Um, that is what love means. I mean, you, of course you're going to be inconvenienced. Of course you're going to uh, forsake yourself. And I think at the end of the day, like that's what it means. Like, do you prioritize your wife above yourself? One of the questions on the sheet that we passed out is it says that. Do I? Do I? The wife is asking the husband, um, um, or the husband has to ask the wife, "Do you feel like I make you a priority?" Uh, and that's an intimidating question to ask a wife. I mean, a lot of times a wife might be like, "Well, no." Like I feel like you know, you expect me to make you a priority, but I don't feel like you make me a priority. And so I think sacrificial love comes down to um, being able to inconvenience yourself, um, to make others a priority, um, even when you're stressed, even when you're busy, even when it's hard. And I think like one of the things that we talk about for men is you have to be able to do hard things. I mean, Mm -hmm. being a man is hard. Mm -hmm. Being a husband is hard you're taking on the responsibility of a wife. And then if you have children, you're taking on the responsibility of children and you ultimately are responsible. And that's gonna take a lot of courage and that's gonna take a lot of grit and that's gonna take a lot of hard work. And so you have to be willing to do hard things in order to be a faithful um, and ultimately Christ honoring husband. Mm And I, I just with even very, being married to you for 10 years, I um, have loved that. That's been one of the things that I have loved as a wife is knowing that ultimately you're going to do the hard things um, from even little things such as like, you know, there's freezing snow and, you know, we're in a building and I know you're going to be the one that's going to run the mile and a half to the car and drive it back to the building so that we all get there safely. I, those kind of things I only have to question because, <laughs> because he thinks he's awesome now. Because <laughs> <of this. laughs> and I love that about you. I know that you're mm. always gonna do the very, the, the hard things. I know the inconveniences, um, that is a huge part of showing well, me love. And, and I appreciate you saying that. I mean, obviously a lot of times I want to be noticed for <laughs> me inconveniencing myself or praised or rewarded. And that just shows itself in my heart because that's not really, it should be my motivation, right? If I really love my wife as Christ loved the church, I should love her without expecting anything in return. Right. And uh, so I appreciate you saying that, but. Uh, well, and you've also been a great example I, for I the boys. <laughs> you've also been a great example for the boys because the boys are watching that you're doing the hard things. And so what I'll say is, well, you know how your dad, he does this. You know how your dad does this. You know, as now as a young boy, you need to start learning also how to do those hard things because God is going to call you into a role one day where you're going to be a husband. You're going to have kids and and that's that's going to be part of a major part of your role that God wants you to do. Well, that kind of goes along with something you were talking about, right, Desmond, or that you were going to ask. 
Yeah, just about singleness, how you prepare for marriage and, and that service that, that Paige is talking about. You know? Yeah, I think that I think that's an interesting question and, and we've kind of flirted around this and it's probably something we need to come back to, but there is masculinity, right? Yes. And I think that so many of the roles that God gives to husbands, while again, God hasn't given us the authority over all women, as we made clear mm. two weeks ago, mm. um, you know, just uh, we're just called to be head of our wives, not head of women. Um, God hasn't called uh, women, obviously, to submit to all men, but mm. there, there, there should be. It's not like you, it's not like you put a ring on your finger and you get all of these characteristics just by saying "I do." Now, there is something about that. I mean, when you take on the responsibility of a wife and of children you have to like, you know, it's either like, it's game time, right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, just to keep using the sports analogy, um, what do you do before a game? You practice yeah. and you get ready for the game. Um, and so I would just say too, like part of being a man, part of being a masculine man is being someone who is like you said, Paige, like courageous, uh, being someone who's willing to do hard things, uh, being someone who can take a risk, being someone who um, doesn't have to be coddled all the time, uh, being someone who knows how to get knocked down and get right back up. I mean, these are masculine qualities that you really, really need. And, and again, when I say masculine qualities, I'm not talking about, you know, they have to drive a truck and play sports and shoot guns. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about there's a certain level of courage there's a certain level of toughness and fortitude and patience and grit that I think every husband needs. Um, and that I think as men, we should say, well, this is part of who, what it means to be a man. Well, and I will yeah. say this too. I was talking to um, my babysitter at one point and she's dating. And so I, I get the privilege of hanging out with a lot of girls that are single. And I was talking to her about the dating world today. And she said, it's very frustrating because there seems to be a lot of confusion among men, young single men, on how to be leaders. And they're very passive, was the thing that she kept saying. They're very passive. And so, um, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to, it, it doesn't mean so much that they have to be this, you know, football player, sports guy, drive a truck to be able to lead. It just looks like, how do you, in, engage and be a leader and not be passive i mean i think that looks very different for a lot of different people but um yeah no yeah. passivity is a huge problem among men men yeah yeah why and, do you think that is men yeah. are initiators yeah i think it's that i think i think there's several factors obviously there's a big culture shift you know going on um i think one reason i mean i think there's again several reasons i think one reason is that we don't have to do we're not forced to do a lot of hard things and i think men kind of tend to be lazy right mm -hmm. so if you think about if you think about it um you know there was a time where basically every generation of men went to war right i mean there was you know throughout history there was always a war going on men were training for battle men were learning how to be problem solvers mm -hmm. There was a time, and again, I don't think that every man has to play sports. Men can have many different things, but you know, even things like sports, it's training, it's readying you to, like I said, get knocked down, get back up, have someone yell at you and have to keep going. 
um, have to take responsibility. Authority. Yeah, authority. I mean, again, Respect like, and authority. I mean, even even um, even playing sports, uh, there's times when you can't. You know, I played tight end, and you know, when you're a receiver and the ball is thrown to you, there's a lot of times where I didn't catch the pass, and there's every you know, we'd have ten, sometimes fifteen thousand people come to our high school football games. And every eye in the stadium knows that it was your fault, and it was your fault. Well, that's a really good thing to go through mm. as a like fifteen-year-old um, to try to say, okay, like how am I going to take responsibility and not do this again? Uh, I think another problem, and this is just you know honestly, is I think moms <laughs> oftentimes coddle their sons way too much. Um, I think I think it's it's there's a great tendency uh, among mothers to find their identity in their children and therefore they end up doing everything for them and this is true of boys and girls rather than teaching them responsibility teaching them to take ownership letting letting them go through hard things and having to learn through it too that's right and and i also think that men if if men perceive that women don't respect them and won't listen to them um they won't that they they end up bowing out pretty quickly uh, men just in general they they love a woman that will let them lead and that will respect them in that way um and again you know i i, I wasn't all prepared to make comments on this because we're just kind of going off the cuff here but i think that the biblical you know statements the biblical exhortations for men to love their wives women want to be loved they want to be treasured they want to be kept taken care of and then for men to or for women rather to respect their husband aren't accidental. I think these speak to kind of the very nature of men and manhood and women and womanhood. Men want to be respected. They want um, people to, or they want their wife in particular to respect them and honor them. And I think when that doesn't happen, um, it, it moves them into a passivity. It moves them into a withdrawal uh, that's unhealthy and that could ultimately lead to a lot of problems. Yeah, there's, there's something that, that stands out to me um, as I've lived actually in addiction ministry and lived with a lot of men and obviously had a lot of roommates over the years. And one thing that always stands out to me is how men are just not willing to serve. Hmm. And I think this, this comes back to what you mentioned, Paige, where as a husband you have to be a servant because the authority that God, God actually in vests authority on the marriage on the husband because he bends his knee and serves mm -hmm. and he protects and that is something that you can train regardless of of being married or not so so if, if there's one thing that i can really encourage men towards is 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 kind of grow up yeah grow up and serve mm -hmm. like bend the knee and serve say you know what this is in again inconvenient this is not something i want to do you're bugging me, but I'm gonna love you and serve you. Like when I, w I had a situation once years ago, I thought to myself, is seeing just the guys living with one another in the in the program and how um, they would get upset when somebody doesn't take, for instance, their clothes out of the dryer. And I said, you know, you would be ready for marriage and to move on from this program where you can sometimes just say, you know what, you forgot your stuff in the dryer. Let me fold it up for you. Mm -hmm. Let me put it on your bed for you. It's the little things that make the, um, that good. make a big difference, 
and and that's where i find men wait for marriage and oftentimes want their wives to be their mom because mom has always done it and but there's a time that you actually just have to say look you know i need to just start to serve and 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 just get over myself and say what's good for the other person mm -hmm. how can i serve can i sweep can i can I make a bed? Can I can I feed? Can I cook you something yeah. or whatever? And that needs to, to happen. Going back to your to point, Desmond, if you're a single guy listening to this, what are you doing in your life regularly that doesn't ultimately benefit you? Yeah, like, exactly. What are you doing for yeah. another person yeah. where you're not really expecting anything in return? And also, where do you spend your money? Like, are you giving into the work of God? Are you are you are you generous? Are you hospitable? Are you giving? Are you or is it all about my wallet, my money, my car, my this, my that, and it's all me, 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 me. As Christians, we have to learn to be generous, to be giving. And those are all things that you have to learn when you're a husband. Is you give everything up for your wife, your wallet. When your kids come around, you your, your last penny goes into the into the diapers yeah i mean it's just i just you have saw to a, get a over. hole in the uh, yeah. boys uh, wall when i was yeah. walking out of the room yeah, oh, yeah. Man. and yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. sacrificial all round and you have to learn that you can learn that before you get married well and i will say this too the world says a leader is a person that tells everybody else what to do and so a lot of times when yep. we hear that the husband is to be the leader of the home yeah um and that the the wife is supposed to submit and serve they don't realize a lot of times that it's a servant leader. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Look at Jesus. He was yeah. the one that bends the, bends knee, the knee and washes the feet yeah. and does the things that is serving. So ultimately, yeah. it is yeah. a beautiful picture of Jesus and him leading by serving. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, as a single person, as a single man, are you doing that now? Because if not, then you're definitely going to have a hard time when you get married and, and I, I like what you also said you know submitting to authority is 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 key you have to learn as a man very quickly in your life to bend the knee even to the authority that god has placed over your life whether it's a pastor or whatever bend your knee and love and serve that way because even in that what same as jesus is 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 our um is um the like the husband in the relationship but yet he bent his knee completely to the father, the father right, so yeah. he can completely bend himself to that authority and so the authority is is vested on him to give and serve and so on and we have to do the same thing no i think i think that's families. a really good word and that's uh, you'll be a better authority figure yes. if you are under, under someone's authority. authority right yeah you'll be able to better steward the yes. people that god's put under put under your authority if you're somebody that's under authority. So I, I think that's a great word, a very practical thing. What authority are you under? It could yeah. be something very yeah. simple. Like I remember when I was working on my PhD, you know, I was pastoring, a lot of people were kind of listening to me, but I would go uh, as, you know, this pastor, I was, it was in Birmingham, we were of a large church, and I had to go and sit underneath this guy and, and he watch him rip my papers apart and tell me how bad they mm -hmm. were. And that was a really great thing for me. Uh, to have to kind of endure that, to be under someone's authority as, as God had put me in authority. So well, and you think about single guys, especially that are first, like that are entering into the work world from college. A lot of them have jobs that, you know, their boss, their job is not their ideal. They're yes. doing the grunt work. Yeah. And that's a beautiful time yes. in life to really learn how to 
work underneath someone's authority knowing that it's going to be hard difficult you're not going to agree um, yes. but that is teaching you something that's beautiful yeah. that you'll live out you the rest how to be in authority someday. yeah that's yeah. right yeah. So. absolutely well guys this has been such a helpful conversation i feel like we could keep going on but uh, for the you know I, I feel like the commute for the people that are listening it's almost over so guys get to work but for Paige Dees and Desmond Frick, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening.